Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. In each episode, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your sales and marketing strategy. We'll share what we know along with advice from industry experts who will join us on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson, and we are the co-founders of Jackson Marketing. And in case you still haven't heard, we are sisters. So, Stacy, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about growing your business through being a guest on podcasts. And that's not just a one and done kind of thing. It takes consistency and time and effort. And we have a guest to talk about. Elena, what do you think about guesting on podcasts? You know, until we started our podcast, I didn't really think about it all that much, to be honest with you, because I wasn't a big podcast listener or anything. Like, we had Liam Martin on, who talked to us about, it was one of our very first podcast episodes, he talked to us about how they promoted their running remote conference, basically through going and being on hundreds of different podcasts. So it's definitely a great way to promote your your business and your personal brand and all these different ways to kind of get the word out, which a lot of people just don't even think about. Yeah, Liam got some really good results promoting his conference and increasing awareness and uh, ticket sales through guesting on podcasts. So it's definitely a great opportunity to promote your brand, promote your event, whatever it is you need to get out there. And today's guest has a lot of great information to help you get started with guesting on podcasts. Elena, why don't you introduce our guest today? I would love to do that. Jessica Rhodes is the leading expert on how to leverage podcast guesting for increased brand awareness, more leads, and higher profits. She created the podcast booking industry in 2013 when she founded Interview Connections, the first and leading agency of its kind. Along with her business partner, Margie Feldehun, Jessica has quickly scaled Interview Connections to over $1 million in annual revenue with nearly no direct marketing or advertising. Their team of in-house booking agents are the podcast powerhouses behind many successful entrepreneurs and businesses, including Allie Brown, Perry Marshall, A. Weber, USA Financial, and more. Jessica has done hundreds of podcast interviews, both as a guest and is a co-host of Rock the Podcast. She is the acclaimed author of Interview Connections, How to Rock the Podcast from Both Sides of the Mic, and has a fe- has been featured in Speaker at PodFest, Multimedia Expo, and FinCon. Also an active member of her community, Jessica volunteers at her son's public school and mentors a 17-year-old girl in foster care. She lives in Rhode Island with her husband, two kids, Nathan and Lucy, and her senior cat, Kitten. That's a funny name for a senior cat. <laughs> So yeah. welcome to the show, Jessica. And did I get your partner's, your business partner's name right? Did I say it correctly? I looked it up on YouTube oh to my find gosh. Out her name. Impressively, <laughs> you got the first name right, which is what most people mess up. Most people call her Margie and it is Margie. So you got the hard G. Her last name is Feldhune. So, um, but I am very impressed that you said Margie. Over and over. And I'm like, did she say Feldhun or Feld? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, <was> like- <laughs> I know. Usually it's just I'm Margie. We don't really say the last names a lot. So no, you did well, a great good. Job. I got the first name. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Um, before we begin talking about using podcasts, guesting to scale your business, would you like to tell our listeners a little more about your company, Interview Connections, and what even led you to come up with this idea when there was no business like this at the time you started? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we are the leading podcast guest booking agency. So we book six and seven, and we've got some eight-figure clients. Um, we book them all podcasts as a guest expert. So I have a team. Uh, we have show researchers. We have booking agents. We have a sales and marketing department as well. And you know, all day, every day, our team is researching and finding sh- great shows like yours, sending out pitches um, with recommendations of you know clients we have who would be a great fit. And then we connect our clients with those hosts for interviews. And the results are amazing. It's really a great way for entrepreneurs to generate brand awareness and to get qualified leads because it's all rooted in people hearing their story and getting to know their their personality and and all of that. And what led me to start it was a desire to be a stay-at-home mom when I was pregnant with my first child, Nathan, seven and a half years ago or eight years ago, I guess, at this point. Um, I told my boss at the nonprofit I was working at that when the baby came, I'd be leaving, but I didn't have a plan on what I was going to do when I left. I was just like, I'm going to be at home and I'll figure it out. And my dad, who is an entrepreneur as well, he's a business coach, he said, why don't you be a VA? Um, I'll be your first client. I'll show you the ropes. I'll teach you about sales and business and marketing. And so I said, sounds great. And one of the first things that I was doing for him was booking him as a guest on podcasts. And that's what really opened my eyes to this strategy, Um, you know, this podcast interviews as a marketing strategy. And then the fact that nobody like was doing it. There was nobody, you know, offering, um, guest booking as a service. So I was like, well, it seems like an opportunity. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of companies miss that opportunity because they don't realize what it can do for their personal branding as well as their company's brand. It's just like, they don't even think in that way that they think they just go to traditional marketing. Oh, we just got to be on social. We got to do this. We got to Google ads and this and that. They don't even think about you can get free mm-hmm. stuff, free promotion from being on a podcast. It's crazy. It, but we just don't even think about it. Absolutely. Right. We think about this like traditional marketing of like, I got to run ads and get thousands and thousands <laughs> of people on my email list, hoping that of them want to buy, but you can go on a podcast with 200 people listening, but they're literally all in your target market. And many of them are probably ready to buy from you, if not ready to get on your email list and be effectively nurtured by you and then buy in a few months. Exactly. (laughs) So for those entrepreneurs and those marketers who are looking to build their business or their brand with podcasting, they might be weighing the options of, you know, do they start a podcast themselves? Do they just go and get featured on relevant podcasts? So for those people that are kind of in that boat and newcomers to podcasting, what makes podcast guesting the best way to get started? Because it is honestly so easy. <laughs> I always say if you can have a conversation about what you do, podcast guesting is the, the best marketing strategy because that's that's what it is. And it's also a great marketing strategy for people who say, okay, as long as the right people hear my message, I know I can get business. That that's those those are who this strategy is for. And it's better than hosting a show at first. For most people, there's, you know, there's never a black and white rule, but a lot of people who are interested in podcasting say, should I host a show or should I be a guest on a show? And I always recommend guesting first because you can actually become 
you can be a better host once you've actually been on the guest side of things, which is why I like to do both. I like I to say wrap the podcast on both sides of the mic because it's important to host your own show and own your media and have that platform to feature other people. But going on other shows as a guest is great because you're getting exposure to audiences that are being cultivated and nurtured by the host of that show. And then the last thing I'll say right now is that it's a networking strategy. So I love going on podcasts and I book my clients on podcasts where the host is in their target market. Um, A lot of our clients, including myself, say that the hosts of the shows they're on end up wanting to be their client. So the show could be heard by no one, but they still get a return on their investment in that time. And even if the host can't be a customer, you can build goodwill where they might even connect you with customers personally. Yeah, it's definitely a good good opportunity. So if you're you're new to the whole being a guest on a podcast, I think it would probably be a little overwhelming for people, especially if they're not super, don't even listen to a lot of podcasts themselves about how to get started. What are those very first steps that you recommend people take when they're they're getting their feet wet with the guesting on podcast? Yeah, that's a great question. So I always you know, like to recommend that people have a very clear goal for what they want to achieve through this, this investment, right? It does take time. Um, If you're going to work, you know, hire someone to help you with it, it takes money. So you always want to have a specific goal in mind of why you're doing it. So whenever you're feeling like, oh, I'm not getting results, you can always remember what that goal is. So you can kind of be working towards it. So if it's getting more brand awareness, just knowing that every time you're on an interview, you're achieving that goal because more and more people know who you are. If it's getting qualified, you know, leads coming to you, just know what that goal is and then really make sure you have the right mindset to achieve the the results. So the mindset is one of service. You need to know that you are doing this to provide value to other people for, you know, to, to achieve that power of reciprocity. When people get a lot of value from you for free, they will kind of want to learn more from you. (laughs) They're like, wow, you know, (laughs) he or she provided so much value on that podcast and it was totally free. I wonder how much more value I could get if I actually worked with them. Um, So you really want to go into it with a goal to serve with, you know, the, the mindset of providing value and not like expecting something in return. Um, Because when you have that mindset of serving and that, that, you know, kind of humble personality of just being there and being grateful for the opportunity, that energy is what really attracts people. So I would say like the first two things to really get clear on is your goal and having that mindset to serve. That's a great point because if you're going on to just talk about your company or brag about your business, I'll probably stop listening to that. But if you have actionable (laughs) advice or even a relatable story, that's that's definitely something I'll listen to. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get to know them first mm-hmm. before getting to just know their company. You want to know more about them. I think is a, what a lot of people want that more of that human to human kind of connection. First. Exactly. And and you want to make sure, um, you know, my other tip for getting started is knowing what your suggested interview topics and suggested interview questions are. Because yes, a host can ask you whatever they want and hosts will have their own questions based on their curiosity. But if you're actively going out 
on shows, pitching yourself, raising your hand, saying, I want to be on your show, you better be ready to make that host job as easy as possible because they're doing the work of Mm -hmm. producing the show, hosting it, getting it edited, posting it, promoting it, all that stuff. So you want to do everything you can to make the host job easier. And that starts with giving them topics and questions so they don't have to figure out what to ask you. So we create one sheets for our clients that have your bio topics questions. So a host can just have that up and like have a roadmap for what to ask you about. Yeah, that, that's actually one. Sorry, go I ahead. I was Jay. just going to say, I'm the one who received your one sheet, Jessica, and it was really mm-hmm. helpful, well put together. I loved it. I wish everybody that wanted to come on our show had one of those. Yeah. And oh, and see, I thought Stacy came up with that all no. herself. <laughs> Because I wasn't in those conversations, and she's making she's making me think that she did it all. Uh, no, <laughs> just kidding. It's so funny, and I got it. I have to add a tip here because a lot of people they're like, "Great, one sheet, great topics and questions," and then all the questions are like, "Why did you start your business? W- what inspires you? Like all this stuff that's about me, 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 me." And mm-hmm. hosts don't care about that. Listeners don't care about you until you've provided some value to them and then they, mm-hmm. they want to know more. So make sure your topics and questions are not all about you. Your topics and questions, your message, what you're teaching, it has to be like solving a problem for the listener. So, you know, you'll notice like one of my topics is how service-based B2B, comp- I forget the exact wording of it, but basically how service-based businesses can generate qualified leads through podcast interviews. That's what I teach. And it's a clear pain point. Service-based businesses are always looking for more clients. So when there's a strategy that can help them achieve that, a lot of hosts are like, perfect. That's what my listeners need to know. But if I was like, come on and you know, interview me about my story, you might be like, all right. I mean, I don't know if my listeners care about that <laughs> right. yet. <laughs> right. Right. And it, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying. You have a, have a goal in mind. You can stay focused on your goal if you have that put together and can offer those topics to the, the person that is the podcast host. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey, folks, let's take a break to hear about today's sponsor. And we are back. So what are some of the biggest pitfalls that you've seen entrepreneurs and executives face when they invest in a podcast guesting strategy? So one of the biggest pitfalls is a lack of consistency. A lot of people that I talk to about a podcast guesting strategy, they say, well, I've done some interviews here and there, but I haven't seen any results. And they kind of like, blame it on the strategy, right? And I always ask, okay, how many interviews have you done over the last six months, 12 months? Oh, I've done like one, two, like (laughs) once a month, maybe two this month. I'm like, okay, got it. Okay. How have you gotten those interviews? Oh, people just reach out to me. And it's like completely, there's no strategy and no consistency. So Mm -hmm. that is a huge pitfall where you're not targeting the shows that you want to be on. And it's, it's great. Like if you're in a position where you're getting like dozens of requests a month and you've got trying to keep people away, like that's a different conversation. But if you're just getting an interview here and an interview there, they're completely untargeted. They may or may not be your target market. Maybe they're brand new. They don't have an audience yet. They haven't launched. Like you can't expect to get results from the strategy when you have no strategy in place. So you want to make sure that you are, you know who your target market is and you understand what types of shows they're listening to and what types of shows they're hosting. Because again, this is a networking strategy. So a lot of, you know, a lot of the listeners of this show probably, you know, our B2B, right? You're targeting entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. business owners. 
these business owners are probably hosting a podcast. So it's like find the shows that they're hosting and go be a guest on those shows, build a relationship with them. And if they need your services or they know people who need your services, they'll probably want to work with you. So you have to be targeted in the types of shows that you're going on and then do it consistently, right? So they they continue to find you because it takes 16 touches for someone to make an investment. So you can't just do it once and expect it to work. Right. Yeah. A lot of people just, oh, it didn't work. So I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so is there like a, a type of backend system that would help and, and that people should be using and have in place so that they can execute this pod, podcast strategy effectively and avoid those pitfalls? Yeah, absolutely. I know I love systems are so important. And I'll admit it hasn't always been my strength, but I've had to make it a strength because it's so important. If you want to with any marketing strategy, and especially podcast guesting, you need to have systems in place so that you can effectively capture and convert leads. Um, and then close those leads into your business. So number one, the backend system starts with an effective call to action. So when you're on a podcast, giving the listeners one clear action to take to get in touch with you, don't give them your website plus five social media handles. Tell them one <laughs> thing to do because they're probably more than 50% of listeners are on mobile. They are not looking at their computer while they're on with you waiting to type in the URLs that you just gave them. They are going for a run, they're doing the dishes, all that stuff. So if you want them to get in touch with you, you better make it really easy for them to remember <laughs> that CTA. So that's number one. And then capture those leads, um, either bringing them to a link where they can schedule a call with you, give them your email address. So when they reach out to you, they're actually, you know, now you have their name and contact information, send them to a landing page where they can um, join your email list. So you want to capture their information and then have an effective way that you can be following up with them. So if you're going to send people to a landing page where they can download a free um, opt-in, make sure you actually start emailing them. <laughs> Don't get people on your email list and then have no emails going out to them. Like have an autoresponder sequence in place, be sending out a, you know, a weekly newsletter, whatever works for you, but make sure you are emailing your list consistently. And then, you know, obviously inviting them to take action, get on a call with you, stuff like that. Um, so, and then with social media, I, I think it's great. If you want to grow your, your following on social media, I think it's great to say, Hey, come follow me on Instagram at interview connections. Like if that's your goal, you can do that, but then have a, you know, what, uh, my coach has coined the term social seller, have a social seller or someone on your team that is DMing all of your new followers and finding out where they heard about you and seeing what questions they have and all of that. So you just want to have those systems in place. So that way the leads you're capturing and the awareness that you're getting, you can actually do something with it. Great suggestions there. Um, I really think it's important that important single call to action. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a huge pitfall. Well, even we do, we give them our Twitter and our LinkedIn. <laughs> so now when we close it out today, I got to remember only give them one. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think as a host, you have a little bit more leeway because it's like your show and they're like there every week. But like when you're a guest, it's like you got one shot. Like this is the one time they're hearing you. Yeah. So like <laughs> okay. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Beyond these um, challenges and pitfalls that people face that we were talking about a few minutes ago, are there are there common rookie mistakes that you see people making when they get started? Other than maybe not being consistent mm -hmm. and forgetting doing multiple CTAs. Yeah. I mean, I would say <laughs> one of the common mistakes when people first get started is 
their answers just don't have a lot of depth. <laughs> so like <laughs> what I mean by that is it's just like it, the answers are, are kind of basic and it leaves you wondering like, do you actually have a business doing this? Cause I'm not hearing a lot of meat to what you're saying. <laughs> so, you know, you want answers that like answer the question, right? Give the answer, present the solution to the problem that was asked of you, but then back it up with a story. Um, there's not enough stories being told in podcasts for a lot of guests that are new. And, and the pitfall is like not sharing stories. So I try to do that a lot. Like I'll, I'll answer the question and I'll give an example of like a client who's implemented the strategy. And here are the results because people learn through stories, right? Like you mm -hmm. can connect with people's heads through the data and like the information, but you can connect with their hearts through stories. And I, that is not my quote. <laughs> I forget who said it, but it is a really good lesson that if you want to really connect with someone's heart and like, and I know this is a B2B show, so you're probably not all like talking about lovey-dovey like heart things, but people buy based on emotion. They buy based on you solving a problem that they have and problems are emotional because they cause stress. So share stories that allow them to see how you're going to solve that problem for them. So that make, that's a really good point. So I want to kind of circle back a little bit related to that, solving that problem for them in CTA. So let's say you've you've navigated all those pitfalls and avoided all the rookie mistakes for podcast guesting and you've got some interviews lined up. So like I said, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Are there any additional tips about those calls to actions when your goal is to get new clients? Yeah. So if your goal is to get new clients from podcast interviews, um, there are a lot of calls to actions that I think are really effective. So a, a lot of times it's like a case by case basis where we, we help our clients with this, figuring out like what works best for their business. Um, but a lot of our clients invite people on to consultations and that works really well. So a lot of our clients, like our client, Melanie Rogers has a company where she helps people with their disordered eating and her CTA is, you know, you can schedule a free 15 minute call with one of our therapists. And it's like, boom, like who doesn't want a free call with a therapist? Right. And obviously, right. like if their service can help that person, I'm sure the therapist is going to invite them to, you know, invest in their services. Um, and, uh, you know, our client, Mark Willis, is a certified financial planner. He invites people to schedule a consultation with with a uh, member of their team. And so people can achieve a breakthrough through a free consultation. It's it's much easier to sell them into, you know, your, your service. So I think getting people on the phone is really great. You just have to remember that not everyone's going to be ready or want to get on the phone right away. So you're not going to get a huge rush of leads coming to you. But if you get one qualified lead that reaches out, has a call with you and becomes a client, like I'd rather take that over like 10, you know, 10,000 people like following us on social media. Like I'd right. rather just get a client right. that, that are not going to ever do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do, are there certain things you recommend as a uh, best practice or a better tracking option so that people can understand what they're getting out of a podcast. Do you recommend a, like a branded bit.ly link mm. as the call to action or a, some kind of um, like a, not a coupon, well, maybe a coupon code yeah. or something like that. I think absolutely. That's, that's definitely good. I, I really like, you know, when people have a specific landing page that they only give out on podcasts, I think that makes it really mm -hmm. easy for people to track. Um, if you're inviting people to schedule a consultation, I would make sure that your scheduling link has a question that asks people, how did you hear about us? Right. So you can always see, mm -hmm. Oh, was it referral? Was it a podcast interview? Um, so I think making sure with, with however you're getting leads to get in touch with you, make sure on 
some step of the way, they're having to share how they heard about you. So that way you can track it. And then of course, the, all the basics of having a sales pipeline in place, like we use Infusionsoft. So we use their sales pipeline and we're always like taking notes of how people found us. There's, I've used Pipedrive in the past. So whatever the case, I think Bitly is great because you can kind of track how many people, you know, clicked the link. So I think there's, you know, there's not one right way to do it, but I think the, at the end of the day, you definitely want to look at every part of the process and see like, is this systematized? Is there tracking here? And then don't micromanage the results of each individual show. So I like giving tips on how to track everything. Um, but sometimes when people over track, they, they start micromanaging each individual results and they're like, I didn't get enough clicks on this show. And it's like, calm down. Like maybe they just, you know, like it's, you can't micromanage the results of right. each individual show. It is a whole, it's like a long-term strategy. Yeah. We've had some clients where they've given like a discount code mm-hmm. where you can, you go and do a trial and then if you want to buy, you can apply the code and mm-hmm. you get X percent off. So those are definitely uh, other ways of doing that as well. Yeah. So with that in mind and tracking the results from your your podcast, since people are understanding now how to set that up, is there like a typical or average timeline that people you work with have before they begin to see some kind of ROI from podcast guesting? Yeah. I mean, we recommend a year, like we, we do a year program. So we, uh, we pretty much only sign on clients for a full year because shorter than that, it's just real tough to really see the results. Um, we've had, I mean, again, we, we've had clients that see results within a month, right? Like they, their first interview, the host becomes a client and it's like amazing. Or they meet someone through our community that, you know, becomes an investor with them or something like that. So there are those, those times where they, you know, you can see results much faster than a year. Um, but for the momentum, for you to see the true benefit and impact that momentum has with this strategy, you want to make it something you do. I mean, not just for a year, but like, it's just part of your marketing strategy that you do like long, long term. It's not like I'm going to run Facebook ads this month and like, see what happens. Like just make it a part of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's the long game that you got to play. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a just for fun question for you, but before I get to that, I'm tease you mm. that it's coming, but it's okay, not ready. I'm excited. <laughs> but before we get to that, are there any tips or advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with? So really, I've, I've kind of mentioned this a little bit, but really, my advice would be to um, oh, here's a real specific one. Okay, green room chat. <laughs> this is something <laughs> that I talk a lot about, and it's very actionable. So when you go on a podcast before they hit that red record button, ask the host who their target audience is and how you can make this a great show for them. That I sounds so familiar. Th- I know, right? I, I know. I only give the tip if I remember I feel to do it. Like but- <laughs> you may have asked me that. <laughs> exactly. And it's like usually pretty straightforward. Like the name of the show is like pretty much got it, but it's always really helpful because you know, you, I, I see like B2B in the title. So I'm like, okay, I, like I got it. It's pretty straightforward, but you could have said somebody that just started their B2B business, or you could have said like major, like corporate B2B companies. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Those are two different markets. So it's really helpful to ask the host who their target audience is, because then you can tailor, you can prevent stories in your answers that resonate with that market specifically, because when a listener feels like you're in their head, they're going to want to work with you so much more. Yeah, I love that because it, it does make a difference. Like if you're talking B2C strategy versus B2B strategy, they're going to be different. Mm-hmm. And so it is it is important that you know the audience that you're 
of the podcast that you're on because it will yep. make a difference in whether or not you connect with their audience. Mm-hmm, and absolutely. whether or not you get asked back. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. And like, don't forget, there are hosts that will not air your interview if it wasn't good. So you want to make sure you give a good interview because I know lots of hosts who will trash an interview recording if it wasn't good. They will not automatically mm-hmm. air it. So you really do need to do a great job and deliver the best value that you can. Yeah, yeah. They wait for those holidays to, to air it. So. <laughs> Okay. So the just for fun question. So if you weren't running interview connections, what would your dream job be? Oh my God. Okay. This is a great question. So I have a fantasy job that (laughs) I would, (laughs) there's like, have you guys ever, I guess this is what this question is getting at. Like what's your escapist like career Mm -hmm, fantasy? Mm -hmm. Like I would never, you know, go down this road in real life. But my fantasy job is to be a cop. Nice. Oh, wow. we haven't had that one yet. I, I don't know why. I just like want a pair of aviators. No, yeah. I just like I've watched a lot of Law and Order, mm-hmm. and I would just love to be like Olivia. <laughs> so you're you're more in the detective route than the uh, B cop. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like I want to be a detective. Yeah. I don't want to be like right in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be that'd be an interesting job for sure. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool though. <laughs> well, Jessica, thank you for taking time to talk with us today about scaling your business through podcast guesting. If our listeners want to connect with you online or if you have a single call for a, a, <laughs> a call to action for them, what would that be? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we have a free Facebook group called Guest Expert Profit Lab. And it's a group for entrepreneurs that are doing at least six figures or more in revenue and want to learn about this strategy. So if you like the content in this interview, come join us. You can search Facebook Guest Expert Profit Lab or interviewconnections.com slash group. All right. So make sure you go follow and connect with Jessica on social you'll find her under jessica Rhodes, but also we will provide a link to that facebook group assuming she gives it to us which i'm sure she will on the show notes so that you can go and join and check it out and if you want to get in touch with us you can find stacy on twitter at stacy underscore jacks that's s-t-a-c-y underscore j-a-x and if you want to find me on twitter you can find me at elena underscore jacks that's a-l-a-n-n-a underscore j-a-x and because Jessica said it was okay for us as the podcast host to share two call to actions, you can also find us on LinkedIn. That's Stacy Jackson and Elena Jackson. That's Alan with an extra nuh if you're curious how to spell my name again. And finally, don't forget, you can also leave us a voicemail on the Anchor mobile app or on our Anchor.fm show page. Thanks, guys. The B2B Mix Show is hosted by Stacy Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your B2B inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com.